0: who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. Starts right now. Welcome to the NFL.
2: Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.
3: Good morning, Eagle fans, on a football Friday. You got your Mac and Mac guys. At least we got uh, two Mac and Mac guys for an hour. Johnny Mac's got to get over to the Novocate Complex for some Eagle reporting. Uh, (coughs) We get uh, Big Double B, Barrett Brooks in here. An hour number two, but we're ready to talk Eagles football with you for the next two hours on Wednesday. Week. Oh, we'll talk plenty about that. Uh, But before we do, Johnny Mac, you watched Thursday Night Football last night?
4: Uh, a little bit. Uh, I didn't make it to the end. You know, I just kind you, of did, you didn't see but,
3: the uh, uh, fumble, Ruski,
4: that added a touchdown
3: not. to the Brown score not. at the end but, of the
4: game. Uh, I, you know, I'm impressed with the way uh, Kevin Stepansky has got Jacoby Brissett playing. I didn't know Jacoby Brissett was that good on quarterback sneaks. They kept talking, 29 and 30, 30 of 31. That's impressive. It,
3: see. Uh... <laughs> I didn't know you were gonna go there. Is that a Belichick thing?
4: It might be. Tom's really good at it. Brady They're,
3: never, never yeah. gets stopped. He always converts on fourth and one. Yeah,
4: yeah. It, there is a feel for it. You got to find the little bubble, and and some guys too go too quick and they try to hurry. Uh, there is, there is a feel to it. Uh, I didn't realize he was that uh, he was that good at it, uh, but maybe that does make some sense.
3: It's a it might be a Belichick thing. Who knows? Um, but I'll tell you what about Thursday night and Amazon. Uh, I've got it. I know people are complaining because they don't have it. Don't want to pay for it. I don't know about you, but I've had Amazon Prime for years because my wife gets so much stuff delivered. Yeah, exactly.
4: House. I'm the same way. I mean, just pays
3: to have yeah. it with the amount of money you save in yeah. delivery charges. So that yeah. was never a question for me. Um, I got to give Kirk Street some some props here. He's fit right in. I know how good a college football uh, color analyst he was, but it's a different game, different feel. You got no different thing. Uh, listening to Herb Street seems like he's been doing it for twenty
4: years. Yeah, he's good. Uh, I I have no issues with with Kurt. I I you know when he first uh, when it first came down that he was going to do Amazon, I I was more upset that he was leaving college. I didn't know he was going to do both, uh, and I I. Figured because he's getting so much money to do the NFL games that, so you know now that he's doing both, yeah. I mean, it, and it gives a, I, I think you know he's got such a a, a vast knowledge of, of college football players, especially the younger ones that I think you know the rest of us are playing catch up on. So he can add some value from that perspective as well. Um, yeah, I like him. I've yeah, always I think
3: Curb Street and Michaels are a, a very good team. And I know most people don't like uh, Thursday night football more as a group NFL players than anything else. But I've, I've dismissed that, that if you told them you would take X amount less in your check every week and you only got to do it once a week because this is how much we get paid. And oh, by the way, Amazon paying even more, so the <laughs> percentage would probably go up. If you ask the players to all take a pay cut, and they'd never play another Thursday night game. You know what the vote would be? Oh, uh, yeah. 98 to yeah. 2. Uh, yeah, we'll, well play Thursday. You
4: night. know, I mean they're from their perspective, they're saying, well, we're gonna play the game. We're just gonna play it on Sunday, but or Monday or whatever. But I you know, I don't like Thursday night football either. It, it throws off the weeks, not only you know, multiple weeks, you know, it throws off both weeks. Um, sort of a mini buy. Uh, coming in going out uh i it, it's it's not susceptible but you know teams don't prepare anyway now so what's the difference now so I, you know that was my big argument there's no way you can prep for a sunday uh, thursday night game there's just no way there's not there's not enough time but you know the whole the whole schedule has become that so i'm so that part of it's wavering for me well that's what they do anyway i mean look at how many players the eagles rested on thursday now it just keeps growing um so yeah that yep. part of it is kind of out the window but but overall it, it just seems off and the nfl is we all know it's king when it comes to television so you know and now Amazon's in it they're going to have not this year but they're moving forward they're going to have a Prime Day game when they have Amazon Prime Day and sort of do a tie in there which which makes sense from their perspective they're making a lot of money but you know you're talking Thursday game Friday game Saturday game Sunday game I, you know it's too much Jody.
3: I have absolutely warmed up the Thursday nights. I couldn't stand it when they first started it, that Sunday is supposed to be the NFL day. And shoot, I didn't like Sunday night when they first did it. Monday was cool. Monday was different. But do we really need a Sunday after watching for 10 straight hours? Do we need more? Oh, I've warmed up the Thursday nights. I'll tell you where I've
4: changed, Jody. It gave me the option. To eliminate Thursday night or Monday night, I'd eliminate Monday night before Thursday night. Now, right. I'd eliminate all night games. But if I were King of the World, if you night were the games King of the World, 10.
3: Sunday at one, there'd yeah. be no four o'clock games. Exactly. Wow, well, four. Slide it in
4: there for Sunday at one. Four, I'll let it go. But uh, yeah, I that would be my first King of the World uh, uh, <laughs> decree. See, the one no that I would,
3: games. the one that I would get rid of would be Sunday night. Because we've already dedicated ten hours of our day on Sunday, now we got to go three and a half more. You've been waiting all night game? for
4: You'll be waiting all day for Sunday night. Yeah, yeah no, right. they, no, they, that's, that's they
3: get true. very good singers, uh, attractive women to sing that song, which I like the open. But then I could do away with the game. Can we just play the open and then let me watch yeah. Sunday night television uh, or something else? Anywho, uh, I was I thought it was a good broadcast last night. It turned out to be a good game. You had an onside kick in the last minute, which could have actually changed the outcome of the game. Didn't, but at least it was hanging in the balance for oh, the Steelers
4: stink too. Can I I never thought I'd say that? Everybody is cyclical, but I mean it's difficult when you lose a Hall of Fame quarterback. But you know, come on. What I've been saying it since day one. Why? trot Mitchell Trubisky out there I don't know if Kenny Pickett can play Um, I don't think anybody knows but he might be able to play at least there's some uncertainty I know Mitchell Trubisky can't play I know
3: you that book is closed you want to talk about knowing uh I think you and I both agree that Aaron Donald is uh the best defensive football player in the game maybe the best overall player in the game but I'll tell you who might be the most important player in the game Is TJ T.J. Watt? That still a defense is just flat out different without him. There's a reason that Jacoby Brissett can convert on every fourth and one and completed about seventy five percent of his passes last night. The the still a defense just isn't the same without Watt. They didn't get any pressure on Brissett. I think the Rams, if if Donald went down, I think they might be better at replacing him then the Steelers are replacing what, but uh, you're right. The Steelers did not uh, look all that good either offensively or defensively last night. All right, let's get to the birds. Uh, you mentioned Thursday, big work day for the Eagles. Got to get some work in before the commit. Uh, no, nine guys on the rest list again. Uh, at least they did get Quez back. Looks like he could be a go. And Oh, Johnny, do you got inside information? Have you beaten down the competitive advantage that Nick Sirianni is always looking for? Can you tell the birds 365 streamers who will be returning kicks for the Eagles on Sunday?
4: Um, uh, the, Was Watkins uh, to this point. I mean, I, this is what I talked about with Dave Zangaro yesterday that people would have saw if we didn't have technical difficulties, but. Yeah, this so, is one for, for all
3: our streamers who are on right now. I guess we need to apologize and explain yeah. a little bit. John and I had no idea that the stream had frozen.
4: Yeah, we did I, a whole I interview. I picked up
3: on it a little bit with our <laughs> our streaming commentators. Thank you guys. That the stream had frozen. They made some kind of a Jody look like a uh, unhappy Santa Claus because of the <laughs> white goatee. Uh, That that's just happened to be when it froze. We had no idea. We no. just uh were, were, were grinding yeah, we along. Were going, we were doing
4: a show. Yeah. Doing
3: show interviewing uh, Dave's and God, and he was great. And oh by the way, well oh, at least we'll put it up afterward. No, the stream was corrupted, so we couldn't even put it up uh after the fact. So we apologize for that. But truth be told, we had no idea.
4: Yeah the show we went on. We went, on. We went on for the whole show for those uh wondering. Uh so we did the whole show, even though uh, we 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 tapped out a little bit early, but so yes, um, please
3: please alert to people when Zangaro said yes, since nobody heard. <laughs> yeah, it I except mean, for you look, and me.
4: nobody you know, and Dave and I are around this team every day, and, and neither of us think we know more about football than Nick Sirianni or Michael Clay. But this is a decision that mystifies me, mystifies me because Quez Watkins is so bad at kick returning and he's a good player he's a good receiver you saw him uh beat the Vikings over the top he's tremendous speed guy but to be a kick returner look it's great to have long speed they always talk about long speed but the key to great kick returners you got to have that power as well and well you got to go north south and then you're expected to break that first tackle you're expected to get through And that's not Quez's game. Quez's game is running by people, not powering through people. So, you know, in in the modern era, I always talk about the best kick returner I've ever seen is Cordero Patterson. I mean, that is a big, physical, fast, I mean, guy who can break tackles. Um, Quez can't do it. The only thing Minnesota did right in their game planning, the only thing, is that they looked at the Eagles' kick return game and said, you know what, we're going to mortar kick this thing because this guy's not capable, uh, and we're going to back him up. And they did. And I don't think anybody's paying attention to that because why would they? The Eagles just simply moved down the field with ease. And But if, if you're playing a good defense and you're backed up inside the 20 all the time, Jody, that's going to be an issue to go that long consistently and those kinds of long drives. Again, it didn't matter on Monday night. So everybody's putting it in the back on the back burner, but that'll be an issue. And, you know, look, they don't have a great kick returner. We all know that. But if you put Boston Scott back, there was my, uh, um, Dave mentioned uh, uh, Britton Cubby, but I think Britton would be same as Quez. I mean, Britton's a good punt returner because he's very shifty, but obviously he's very small. He's not very physical. I would go Boston Scott. Maybe he's only going to get you to the 25, maybe occasionally the 30. But that's, that's a lot better. That 5 to 10 yards is a lot better, and it, it, it would be very meaningful. And I know we're nitpicking. I know it. I know this team is playing great. But that's an issue. And, is. and and the fact that they don't recognize it is maybe the bigger issue.
3: Well, I think they recognize it. I don't think they necessarily have an answer. They don't believe they have an answer. I'll disagree with you on one thing. Um, more so than the ability to break a tackle, I think returning kicks – is a field thing. You have to be able to read the field. You have to be able to judge your blockers. You have to be able to find that hole and get through it so that that first tackle comes five yards further down the field, first contact. And Devin Hester is the best I ever saw. Your your guy, the ex uh, Viking, uh, is pretty damn good, but uh, I'll take Hester. And he was not a big guy by such stretch of the imagination, but he was tremendous at being able to read it. Now, you have to put the time and effort in that the hole is there, that your, your return team gets their blocks at the right time, and there is a crease for him to find and go through. I just don't think the Eagles put enough time and effort into it. I, I know Michael Clay's going to check, but they, they up. might not have –
4: and they, and 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 by the way, Jody, in the short portion of practice we're allowed to watch this time of year, they spend a lot of extra time on special teams, a lot of extra time. So maybe is I, it that, guess, or
3: is that just because you've only got X amount of minutes, and some of it is. Uh special teams or well, they leave it for that, you guys to see because that way John McMullen can't be going on birds 365 and tipping all the secrets of what their actual game plan is from the line of scrimmage.
4: Well, I, you know, and maybe I have to rewind because I said, you know, um, they haven't been working on it, but, um, they don't do it. It's not normal. So I've been in a lot of practices, a lot of Nick Sirianni practices. It was not normal. It was a change. So, and by the way, they were practicing. So you said
3: they're working on it more now than they had, they did last year.
4: Yeah. Okay. Um, so so it, it it probably isn't. And 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 it wasn't kick returns. It was coverage as uh, as well. So they're not happy with their coverage as well. Um, they haven't been good on special teams. They haven't been good on special teams since Nick got here. To be honest, with the exception of Jake Elliott, and even that, they got a blocked field goal. Um, so they're they're. They understand that third phase is not performing up to the other two phases, so you know they are they are aware of it. But from the decision making standpoint, that is such an easy decision for me. It, it's always mind-boggling when things look so obvious and people don't don't pull the trigger. It it's always bizarre to me. It's always bizarre. There's no reason to, you know. I don't even think Quest likes doing it. To be honest, because he's not I, I mean, you're not gonna affect him, he's gonna be the third receiver, he's still gonna be able to run past people. You say, look, Quez, all right. They did the same thing last year, Jody. They started the season with Quez as the kick returner. He was really, really bad at it, and then they moved to Jalen Rager. And Jalen Rager was better, and you know what the fans think of Jalen Rager. Yeah. So
5: there you have it. It uh it
3: is a nitpick, but it is something that hopefully doesn't come back and bite this the Eagles this week against the uh, Commanders. We're hoping to punch up Grant Paulson, who uh, covers the uh, Commanders for uh, 106.7, the fan down in uh, D.C. He's supposed to uh, jump aboard here in the next five minutes or so. All right, one more quickly before we get to Grant, because I don't know if we'll have time afterwards, because uh, you got to run out, uh, and Barrett is going to join me for our number two. The captains head to the field for the beginning of the game. The coin is flipped. The Eagles win. What should? Not what will, because I already know the answer to what will. What should the Eagles do? The Eagles should defer this week. They should not. They should they, absolutely they should not. The Washington week. defense stinks. Yeah, the, I'm not, the it's The Eagles not about... offense is killing it right now. You have to roll your offense, go right down the field, stick in the end zone, make a statement on the road. This is our house.
4: It's not about the Washington defense. It's not about the Eagles offense. It's about, I only, I only, the only reason I don't defer, I usually agree with deferring. The only reason I don't defer is if I know, I'm up against it from the other team's offense. In other words, I know the other team's offense is going to score a whole bunch of points. Then I want to shorten the game. I want the ball. I want to keep it away from, insert name, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, whomever. I want to keep the football away from them. Every other time, I agree with the Belichick theory. If Burr tried to sandwich the first half and the second half with points, I think that's that's the prudent way to think about it but there are certain times when you have to be realistic and it's very hard for teams to be realistic. You saw it with Minnesota. They defer. Boom. You know, they do think about Minnesota. They defer, Jody. They they do a great job on the kickoff. They do the mortar kick. They got it scouted. They get them all backed up. They got the Eagles at third and 19 after a penalty third and 13. Sorry. They give up a 19 yard pass. You, You can't stop anybody. Your paper, you know, that's a different situation. The Eagles are a good football team. They're the better football team. burr try to sandwich the first and the second half with scores.
3: Except for the fact that right now the Philadelphia Eagle offense is clicking. It doesn't look like it can be stopped. The Washington defense stinks. They're giving up an average of 400 yards a game. Yeah, I'll take the football. Thank you very much. And I'll go down the field and I'll score a touchdown and I'll set the momentum for the entire game. You're right there. There is a line of logic and the Eagles are beholden to it as to why you would defer. I say, except you need to analyze the two teams on the field. And if the analysis tells you it's better to take the football and make a statement with your first possession, that's what you do. And you put the analytics. Well, we both agree on that
4: in the playoffs back in January. You win the toss in Tampa, you take the stinking football. You don't defer. That's because you had fear of the
3: Tampa Bay offense. I'm telling you right now, the Washington football team, the commanders, the skins, whatever the hell you want to call them, should have fear of the Eagle offense. You don't think the Eagles' offense is good enough to say, "Give us the football. We're going to march down the field." And start I don't. I
4: yeah, but but my point: the Eagles' defense is good enough to get a three and out, and they get the football, and then they do it, and then you're in a better situation. Who's been better that's this my year? Point. Eagles'
3: offense or Eagles' defense for two games?
4: Well, the Eagles' offense is number one ranked in the NFL. Thank you very but much. I'm not concerned about the Washington offense, um, and that's the bigger issue for me. So the Eagles, when they get the ball, they'll move the ball. That's, you know, they'll get and the Washington, ball second.
3: The Washington offense has actually been better than their defense. So I, I would play to the strength of the Eagles and against the bigger weakness of the uh, Washington. And by the
4: way, these sample sizes are so small. I understand. And, and and, and, and you know, Jody, I, I was thinking about it. It took me too long to come up with this. <laughs> you know, the Eagles are averaging 470 yards a game. I, the, you know, they've been phenomenal. On offense, you know, at some point, a regression to the mean is coming. You, they're not going to average 470 yards a game. You know, I was thinking about that game. You, you know what that game? I can't believe this didn't stuck in my head. That that I I told Tone on on football twenty four seven yesterday. I said, throw out that Monday night game. Throw it out. That's an outlier. Like throw out the Giants game last year when Jalen was so terrible. That's an outlier. You throw out the extremes, and you look at the other games, but it's so early in the season, people aren't going to throw out that game. Um, That was the Atlanta game last year, the opener. That was a rookie head coach with an embarrassing game plan just getting completely overmatched. That was the Atlanta game last year. It took me too long to figure it out. Let me, uh,
3: and again, we're hoping to get Grant Paulson up here. He hasn't checked in just yet. Um, about this game coming up on on Sunday, the fact that it is the Carson Wentz Week game. You got a chance to be around Carson, listen to Carson, do his post game stuff, listen to everyone else on the team. I know you did a uh, missive for JacobSports.com this week about his teammates, his former teammates, talking about him. You would think that Carson would be very motivated for this game. He kind of forced his way out of here in Philadelphia. He was on the record of saying he thought he was mishandled by the Eagles. You would think there would be a lot of motivation for Carson. I never thought of Carson as a guy who was moved by motivation, who, who in the moment of the game and, and what it meant to him and everything. I thought he was more robotic than he was emotional do you think Carson's game gets lifted or affected or in any way is different from just regular Carson Wentz, whatever that is right now,
4: because it's his
3: first game against the Eagles since. Yeah. I I mean, I
4: don't, I I look at Carson as stubborn. I look at him as uh, hard headed, um, but he's competitive. Um, I think his biggest flaw as a player is trying to, push everything on every play. Um, The old adage, never give up on a play. That's him. Um, You know, sometimes you, you in, as a quarterback in this league, you have to tip your cap to the defense if they're playing well. And if they, they're not giving you something on a particular play, maybe you got to throw the football away. Maybe you got to tuck it and get as much as you can. Um, Number one, you got to protect the football. So many times you see Carson Wentz trying to extend plays, and that's when, uh, you know, way too long, holding on to the football way too long. see a forced fumble, maybe it's interception, throwing the football late, Um, always trying to push the envelope, always trying to make something out of nothing. He does that against normal teams. Um, Against the Eagles, he's going to be pressing even more, I would think. Um, and maybe that's something filled up. You can take advantage of, but no, he's a very competitive guy. You don't, you don't get to that level without being competitive. Um, he's, you know, his flaws are, like I said, he, you know, he's stubborn. He had some really good coaching early in his career. Didn't know he's necessarily listened to it. Frank Reich, I, I tell the story all the time. Frank Reich is the nicest guy in the world. I mean, he's the type of guy who doesn't curse. Um, he's he's the type of guy who will go to the PR department and 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 say, oh, I didn't answer that question uh, well. Tell John, tell whomever this, um, or or you know, he'll call you up. Uh, yeah, he he is the nicest guy in the world. Um, I have never seen him so frustrated. It was the Carolina game in 2017 that sort of I always say was the demarcation line for yeah. us who said this is this is a really good team. He he put his shoulder down at the goal line to try to push in uh, for a touchdown, and the Eagles have been since the day he got here. They've been saying. You're the quarterback. You can't get hurt. You can't. You, you can't be so reckless. I had never seen him so frustrated after that play. Um, Carson just does what Carson wants to do. Very stubborn.
3: Yeah, I used to talk about that when Carson was here. I thought he brought his Dakota game here to Philadelphia, his subdivision game here to Philadelphia. You're playing bigger boys in the NFL now, Carson. You might you might have been able to get away with that on the subdivision collegiate level. You're not going to get away with that in the NFL. Um, I hear what you're saying. All right, John McMahon, and Jordan McDonald. Uh, unfortunately, we haven't been able to contact Grant Paulson yet. does a great job covering the commanders down there. Yeah, I
4: was on Grant's show. Come on, Grant. Where are you?
3: Yeah, he, he you you did his show, and he's bagging us. Uh, the only thing I can think of is... I asked him to come on like Sunday or maybe it was even last week. I think I said in advance, hey, ask it in advance so we can do it and let him pick his day. And he chose Friday early at eight 20. I sent him a reminder text last night. All right. So it was the fourth quarter <laughs> The Thursday night football game, I kind of forgot. Usually I try and send it out early at night. I look down and go, oh, shoot, it's 11, 1035. This is late to send a text. But I did, and I sent two more this morning. Uh, We're hoping to hear from Grant Paulson. If we do, we'll get him up. If not, Johnny and I will continue to uh, preview the upcoming game against the Commanders come Sunday at 1. That is one of the things I want to talk about. Eagle fans going down. To Washington. I know j Max going down. Maybe he's taking some Eagle fans with him. We'll find out. When we come back here on Birds
0: 365.
6: Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes.
7: Fifty-eight years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers are answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles.
8: Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams.
9: Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently.
1: Go first.
3: McMullen. I'm Jody McDonald. That makes this mac a mack here on Birds 365. Still haven't heard from Grant Paulson. I'm going to be tech. I'm going to shoot him a nasty tax when this <laughs> show is over. I, I'm
4: going to say this is a a a uh, an alarm type thing. It's probably over. Oh, you play. think he took a power hit like yeah. I
3: do from time to time? Although, yeah, James it Donald? could
4: be. Grant has kids, I think. I think one yeah. time he was taking the kids to, uh, and he did the show, so maybe it's kid-related, but generally you got to be up early if you have kids so that's true so
3: that's why i'm surprised he hasn't responded to either of the two texts i sent him uh but if Grant doesn't join us we will shoulder on without him um that that's the bad news good news is devin caney is going to join us here in hour number two um part yeah, of i'm our... gonna miss
4: devin though Yes, you booked her, and then you take off on her. Yeah, she I should know. be as
3: ticked at you as uh, I am at Grant yeah. Paulson She right should now. be
4: picked at uh, uh, Nick Sirianni, you know. That's true. I, there's one thing about Nick, man. Nor- normally football, like you could talk to Andy Reid today, and he's got his schedule set up for 2026. I mean, you know, I mean meticulous down to the... This this Eagles are they're all over the place with the schedule, man, all over the
3: place. They, they they like flexibility. They like competitive advantage, even against the media, if they can get their hands on it. Nick Sirianni is willing to go there, uh, but John's running out an hour number two. Uh, Barrett Brooks gonna jump aboard with me, and Devin Caney from Jacob Sports Eagles post game show uh, down in AC will be hopping aboard with us. I've never. I uh, had Devin on as a guest before, so I'm very much looking forward to talking to her. Uh, she's on with WIP
4: me. with you now, too, as well.
3: She is. Uh, she'd been doing shows with Rob Ellis, uh, no. not with your show. Hey, she wants to stay up on Monday night till 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I, I, I will <laughs> gladly share my mic with her. I don't know if she's willing to do just that. Um, I One thing I want to get to before we uh, get back into talking birds here, I got to give props to one of our uh, uh, guys on the stream, um, Manny Martinez and Manny, thanks for doing so. Uh, there are a whole bunch of recognizable names here who stream in every day and chime in on the, the stream as well. And we love all, all of you guys. I don't recognize Manny's name as much as I do. The others he makes a legit point. He's, and he's calling me on the carpet and I, he's, he's got a point to make. He said, stop it. Don't be in hip. Don't be a hypocrite. Uh, Carson Wentz uh, can't uh, put a shoulder down and try and go for an extra yard, yet we sit here and sing the praises of Jalen Hurts when he turns the ball up the field and uh, uh, scores on a play that no one thought he had a chance to possibly score on the other night against the Vikings. He's right. Uh, we, we do. We get uh, all excited. When Jalen I, 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 does I, I, it.
4: He's not right from my perspective. No, okay. That's the strength of Jalen Hurts' game. I take advantage of, of the quarterback I have. One of the things I've said about the Eagles, and I give Nick Ceriani credit, look, Jalen Hurts is different uh, from a, a movement skill basis. Jalen Hurts is uh, at a different level at an elite level when it comes, you know, we always thought we, so many people want to turn Jalen hurts into this pocket quarterback, which I completely disagree with. Um, and here we are in about to enter week three of the NFL season and Justin Herbert, who is my favorite young quarterback, I freely admit, uh, my man crush on him, broken ribs, uh, Mr. Pocket quarterback, Mr. Strong arm and everything. And, about that is true. And oh, by the way, Hertz. it was a
3: clean hit was yeah. not a cheap hit,
4: clean hit. Uh, Jalen hurts. Uh, mentioning those two touchdowns, great runs, both of them against Minnesota. The first week, the 17 carries. Hey, Jody, he's standing week three. He's standing. He's healthy. He's ready to go. He's in the MVP race. And oh, by the way, when he did get hurt last year, he was in the pocket. Here's the
3: one thing I will say in defense of the quasi-hypocritical stance I just took. Um, Like I said, Carson Wentz was doing it up in the Dakotas, in the subdivision, in the league with teams that play in states that don't truly have a population. So he wasn't playing against the top-flight college guys who got their name called out during the NFL draft on his given draft year. Um, Jalen Hurts was playing first in the SEC, then in the Big 12. So he's going up against man-sized future NFL defenders on a week-in, week-out basis. Carson Wentz wasn't. So Carson's abilities and beliefs in those abilities uh, might not have been as set for the NFL as Jalen's were. He wasn't tested running against guys who were going to eventually play in the NFL. Certainly Hurts was. That That's my lone defense because... Yeah, I do get more excited when Hurts does it than when uh, he when Well, he's did better at it.
4: I mean, that to me is the – I I take advantage of the talents of my players. Uh, the Eagles wanted correctly to turn uh, Carson Wentz into more of a pocket passer. Carson Wentz is – especially now that the injuries have, have taken hold in his career, he needs to be a pocket passer. And by the way, he has been in Washington early in the season. Uh, rarely has run the ball anymore. I think 650 of his 658 yards <laughs> are passing. Um, you know, different players. Not even, uh, not even close as far as their skill set.
3: And I, I'll stand by this. I've been saying this for shoot 20 years on Sports Talk Radio. I think a quarterback who can run is a good thing if that is in addition to his ability to pass the football. Last year for me, Jalen Hurts, quarterback, throwing, quarterback, running. What was Jalen Hurts better at? It was actually running. I don't think you can get to your ultimate goal, Super Bowl, win a championship, if the quarterback's number one strength is his running. If his running is a bigger strength than his passing. I would uh, like to have a quarterback who can run, who can make plays with his like when it breaks down but if it's too big a part of a game no quarterback has ever won a championship that way with a quarterback whose number one strength is his running game by year two jalen hurts is basically already caught up last year first year starting he was a better runner than he was a passer anybody want to argue that with me you don't want to argue that with me do you McMullen?
4: well i i he's he I, I hear what you're saying. He's a better runner than he is a thrower, but it's not like I. It's not like the Eagles were using Jalen Hurts like he was Bobby Douglas. Uh, you know, in the 1972 Bears, you might get that reference. Nobody yeah, else will, Jody. But uh, it their offense wasn't like built around Jalen Hurts' running ability. He's just really good at it. They still throw the ball more. They still, he's still through it. He needed to get better as a passer. So I guess it kind of depends how you define it. Is he a better runner than he is a passer? He still is. He probably always will be because he's a great runner. Maybe as he gets older and loses some of that, he's a great runner. I mean, he might always be a better runner, but that doesn't mean they're going to be building the offense around quarterback keepers. So, I you know, I hear what you're saying, but he's still a better runner than a thrower today. Yeah, but it's the the I I don't even know that anymore.
3: That I he know. has become so much better at passing the football that it's damn close. Now, last year wasn't close. This year it's close, and there may come a time at his in his career, maybe before the season is over, maybe two years down the line, maybe four years where you go. All right. Well, he's a passer. He he runs only when necessary and only when forced to. Uh, We're not there yet, but he has made such strides. And it's two games in. I know it's only two games. Small sample size, as Johnny Mack likes to say. Um, But he's throwing the football very well.
4: Well, he is. And, you know, one, I'm calling a bit of an outlier his best performance. I mean, look, and I, I, I brought this up to tone. You're. I mean, you're well burst in the betting markets. If I told you, uh, you get you got the field, so you got 15 more regular season games, Jody. 15 more. I'm I'm gonna take. You're never gonna see 83.9 percent the rest of this season. You can have the other 15 games. What are you taking?
3: Yeah, 83 is a big number. Yeah, man. you just don't
4: do 83. Outlier outlier true what what i'm saying from a skill set standpoint just from a pure trait standpoint he is a better runner than a than a thrower that doesn't mean the eagles are going to build the offense around like i said quarterback draws and uh quarterback lead plays and quarterback power options but from a pure skill set level he's the second best running quarterback in the world is All he the right. second best uh, passing quarterback in the world? No. no. So
3: then let me ask you this. Does that mean the Eagles are they going to be are they going to have this outlier season? Because no team, zero, over. I uh, it is this live 52, 57? Where are we up to? How many super bowls
4: we played? Uh that's a good question. I think Probably it's good.
3: 57. I think yeah. this is. Uh, LIV, I, have up. I always
4: have to look that up now. I think
3: um, we're I think we're on fifty seven. Uh, so the first fifty six that have been decided, never has a team won the Super Bowl where their quarterback's main attribute, number one attribute, is running the football.
4: Yeah, so but he's it's a better them. That's, than that's where we're those differing.
3: quarterbacks are zero for fifty six.
4: That's that's where we're differing. The Eagles last year where you said he was he was still a better runner than thrower so we agree on last year they weren't a run based offense around Jalen hurts they ran it more than anybody else uh but they were still through it more than they ran it uh it, 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 it's it, and 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 for you know that sounds imposing 56 Super Bowls But the game was completely different for 40 of them, conservatively. And,
3: And yet it's still old for 56, even with the changes in the game. One thing that hasn't changed is no quarterback who you can look at, evaluate, and say, is he a better passer or is he a better runner? No quarterback has ever won the Super Bowl that you would say, well, he's actually a better runner than he is a passer.
4: But I guess my, you know, all right, we'll use Steve Young. Is he a better runner than a passer? No. Now, the assumption is he's a pretty good runner. Pretty what, what good about runner.
3: A, Not a better runner than a passer. What about Cam Newton?
4: He didn't, didn't win. win. But I'm saying, is he a better runner than a thrower? I'm asking a question. I, I don't know. When Cam I, that, went
3: to the Super Bowl, that was probably pretty damn close. I, you I, might I, You might have said better runner. But again, he lost. But I so, don't. But I. So
4: over fifty is 0 for fifty six. That that is that's a meaningless stat, Joe. Oh, okay. First of all, <laughs> the game, please give me something
3: that you can tell me that I can bet this weekend well, that I'm fifty six for fifty six in.
4: Because what you know, you've been around this game your adult life. You know the game is completely different. So, right off the bat, I'm I'm lopping off forty of them, and that's probably being conservative. You could probably lop, lop off 45, 46 of them. So the game has completely changed. As you see the way the college game is being played, as as you know, when when there's 32 teams and the the Phillip Rivers and the Drew Breezes drop off, and 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 Father Time finally comes for Tom Brady, and, and they continue to drop off and they continue to drop off, and they continue to drop off and everybody's playing the same damn system with the same type of quarterback, and somebody wins down the road, whoever that is, I'm not going to sit here on Bird's 365 and say, oh, this is the reason why, because they... No, the game has changed. The game has morphed. The game is going in a dir- different direction. So I don't care what we'll use your Jets. When when Joe Namath was shocking the world, that's not meaningful to 2022. It's a completely different game. So that's when I say that's a meaningless stat. I'm sorry, that's a meaningless stat. Well, it's the, a completely, only the last completely 10 or 12 years game.
3: did the NFL mean anything.
4: But again, and, and your definition is 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 so, like, if Jalen Hurts wins the Super Bowl, Jody, you're going to say it's because of his passing ability. Yes. And it's because he's become a better passer than oh, a passer. Oh, Unless he's runner. still
3: a better runner than a passer. I'll I'll fairly evaluate is, it.
4: He is a better runner. He's always going to be a better, maybe until he turns and 35. And he's the one 35. who
3: finally breaks the trend, I'll give him a lot of credit. But I'm just but noting I'm the fact is, that running quarterbacks are over for But, 56. Jody,
4: what I'm saying is if they win the Super Bowl, if they win the Super Bowl, he's probably going to throw for 3,800 yards, And he's probably going to run for seven fifty. So, what do you? I mean, what, what, what kind of, like, what is the threshold? What is the? The He's always winning the game. Yeah, but he's always going to pass for more yardage than he runs. So, what is John? John, I asked you to
3: set the threshold, and you did. Thank you very much. Is he right now a better runner than a passer? Is his strength of his game more so his running than his passing? You said yes, and I note that that Super Bowl winning quarterback. But that's what I'm saying. But you have never, you've never been able to say that about a Super Bowl winning quarterback before.
4: But 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 my 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 the point is, it's a rigged game. If they go to where the, the the Super Bowl, it's a rigged game because. He's going to throw for more. So you're going to say he's become a better passer. And 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 he's always again, he's the second best running quarterback in the world. He's never going to be the second best passing quarterback in the world. He's never, never going to be that. I'm sorry, Eagles fans. I'm sorry, Jody McDonald. He's never going to be that. Is he going to improve? Yes. Is it, it, it he is? He is one of the best running quarterbacks who's who's ever lived. To 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 right now, right now already, he's one of the best running quarterbacks yeah, who ever but lived.
3: But you're you're comparing him to the other quarterbacks in the league right now. I'm just comparing him to to himself. Is his strength more so passing or running? Which is it, yay or nay? Throw or run? When it's he always gonna achieves be the passing has surpassed his running then that would make him a better passing quarterback than a running quarterback. Not because he's the second best running quarterback, other than he's the 12th best passing quarterback. That that, that would not be my determination. I would be able to judge it with my own eyes. Then
4: I'll I'll ask you this, then I'll put this simply. Do you think barring injury, of course, barring, you know, ripping up his knee and, you know, something which completely takes away his running ability. Do you think he can ever become a better passer than he is as a oh, runner? Absolutely. Yes. It, 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 well, yeah. Then we disagree. Yeah. I mean, he—he is—he is one of the best who's ever lived at running the football. He's never going to be. He's never going to reach that level as a passer. Never yeah. going to reach that level as the passer. And by the way. That means the Eagles can never win a Super Bowl. And I don't agree with that. I'll Jaylen give you
3: does. I'll give you a guy who I would absolutely compare to Jalen Hurts in that way. Randall. When Randall came into the league at one point, Randall was a runner. His strength was his ability to just take off and run. Randall became a better throwing quarterback. Over the course of his career, there was one point, I don't know what year it was year three, year four, year five. I'd have to go back and check the stats where I said, All right, well, now he's a better forward than he is a passer. So it can be done. It has been done. Now, Randall did never win the big game. Um, but uh, to, to just. Yeah, but uh, and, and, and pressure, that was. It and, can you, be done.
4: By the way, you could say that about Donovan McNabb. You could say, you could say that move quickly. But again, it was a different game where quarterbacks who could do that were forced away from doing that. They're no longer forced away as much as doing that. The game has changed. They're they're literally, they were literally forced. I mean, this has been an argument that you know, African American quarterbacks and, and the way they've been typecasted, and they say, No, you got to throw from the pocket. Donovan McNabb even talked about it, felt the need to develop into more of a pocket quarterback. The game has changed. The game has changed. So, you know, it's kind of like, to me, you know, the, the Trent Dilper's of the world, the guys who, who, who won Super Bowls that were at best average quarterbacks. You know, everything can happen, you know, if you build up everything around them. Um, you know, Trent Dilfer. nobody's going to sit there and say, well, Trent Dilper's a Super Bowl-level quarterback. He won a Super Bowl because everything else was built up around him properly, and the stars aligned. Nick Bowles, Jeff Hostetler, uh, as backup quarterbacks. You think now they don't happen often? They don't happen often, but if if if, if lightning strikes, lightning strikes.
3: All right. Speaking of lightning striking. Let's punch him up here just for nothing else, a quickie five-minute, ten-minute spot. Grant Paulson uh, from the fan down in uh, our nation's capital, good enough to jump in with us. We'll give him a pass because he either forgot or had computer issues or whatever. It's good to see his smiling face. Uh, Grant, uh, we'll just keep you for a couple minutes because Johnny's got to run. Carson Wentz, was he believable to you this week when he said, just another game against the Eagles?
5: No chance, Jody Mack. (laughs) I wasn't born yesterday. Hey, we've all had relationships, right? I mean, we haven't all been NFL quarterbacks, but there's no way. This is a business about humans, right? And Carson Wentz is human. There is no way this is another game. Zippy chance, not a a belief in the world that what he said was true. Now, I'll say this. I do take him at his word, and I do think it's true because we can relate to this too, that when the game starts – I don't think it'll be on his mind as he's like taking a snap in shotgun or dropping back and surveying and progressing through reads, but all of his prep this week, there's no doubt in my mind. He would love to play great. He would love to beat the Eagles. The way I said it on my show guys was if he got to pick a game this season to have 500 yards and five touchdowns, it would be against the Eagles, right? This means a lot to him. He wants to play well. He's got a lot of help. McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, John Dotson. This is a tremendous trio of wide receivers. Logan Thomas, the tight end, is back healthy and playing well. The offensive line was terrible in the first half against the Lions, but has been really good dating back to last year when they were ranked sixth via PFF. So he's not doing this on his own. He's got a chance to look good. There's a reason he's played as well as he has through two games. They got a pretty good offense and a pretty good scheme. But absolutely not. You guys know better. This game means so much to him.
4: Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be able to get that 500 yards and five touchdowns, though, Grant, because I don't know if you know, but the <laughs> 85 Bears are coming to town. So, I mean, <laughs> the hype is unreal around this team. You see it after Monday night. Jalen Hurts is now number three on the betting markets when it comes to MVP. Nick Sirianni, coach of the year, number two. Eagles are 10-1 to to go to Super Bowl. What are, what are they thinking down in Washington? Are they cowering in fear of this powerful juggernaut?
5: They are, actually, yes. <laughs> Which, you know, the team isn't, obviously. That's not how teams yeah. think or, or operate. But the fan base certainly is in that, uh, number one, I don't think the fan base thinks highly of this team. You know, they're beaten down. It's been oh, yeah. 30 years since Washington's been good. They haven't won a playoff game since 05 when I was a junior in high school. So, I mean, they are not particularly excited uh, about the matchup to your point. I I do believe the hype on the Eagles is getting a little bit out of hand. I mean, it's only been two weeks and we're so reactionary. I would ask if if this was week 10 and week 11 and they beat the lions the way they did. And I know they handled them and it wasn't indicative of of the score necessarily, but then they beat the Vikings in the way that they did on primetime. You know, if those were just two games, mid season, Would we be saying some of the same things? I mean, I'm looking at some power rankings where they're like third behind the Bills and the Chiefs now. It's a little bit out of hand. It's a little bit crazy. That's not to say that the Eagles aren't better. They should win. That's not to say that the Eagles shouldn't win the NFC East because I think they're the best team in the division. But you you just watch football every week and you see these teams, other than the Bills so far, there really isn't a team that, Looks like it's above some yeah. type of weak regression, right? I mean, we think teams are really good and then they lay an egg. Survivor pools are getting destroyed every single week. So you, you got a short week, you're on the road. Those two things, as a general rule, are disastrous for teams after Monday Night Football to have a short week and to hit the road. Generally, the percentage of playing like you're used to drops off substantially. Now it's a minimal road trip, obviously, down 95, and it. it doesn't seem like that big of a deal that you have one less day rest than a team you're better than but my point is just look up some of the sharp analytics from Warren sharp on that yeah that's the best team normally to bet against is a team on short rest that's traveling so uh, if you're washington uh, look the eagles have not yet really played a game they want back almost every team in football is you hope that this is the week that that happens
3: all right grant two things um expectations No, you found to know, you know, these guys are on top of everything, what you expected the, the commanders to be uh before the season ever started. One thing that has surprised you positively. And one thing that has surprised you negatively that they're better than you thought they were going to be two weeks ago. And damn, I thought they'd be better at this than they have been for the first two weeks of the season.
5: Yes. Yeah, so I was excited about their receiver core. It's, it's better than I thought by far in that, I was hopeful that Curtis Samuel would be healthy, but I got to see it as to believe it mode, Miracle on 34th Street uh, street style. Like last year, this guy, Curtis Samuel, every week we heard he was going to play, he was going to make an impact, and it just didn't happen. It was like dangling something in front of us, and and then we go reach it, and he was gone. Now he's healthy, and he's everything that they've kind of promised. 20 targets through two weeks. I mean, the offense is effectively built around Curtis Samuel in that like Debo Samuel, uh, he is all over the place. He lines up outside, inside in the slot primarily. He's in the backfield. They give him carries. They give him jet sweeps. I mean, he is really a fixture in everything that they do. So because of that element that I wasn't banking on, you've got McLaurin. You guys know this. He's got the most receiving yards against the Eagles yeah, since he came into yeah, the league. Yeah. Uh, he's really good. you got Jahan Dotson, who's the first rookie, I think, in 20 years or something, to have three touchdown catches in his first two weeks who out of Penn State is the truth. I mean, this guy's a great route runner, a technician, good hands. And then you add Curtis Samuel as a playmaker to that. This is, in my opinion, and I've looked through all the years. You guys might have a take on this. This is the best wide receiver core Carson Wentz has played with, and I don't think it's close. So you you add um, the, the element of Samuel as a ball carrier to that, and really their offensive line, their tight ends, it's a good offense, better than I would have expected. The problem is that the defense is worse than I thought it was going to be. And I was sounding the alarm for months leading up to the season that they didn't do enough on defense, but I thought, well, it's a weak quarterback schedule. It's a weak offenses. You know, luckily they've got Jared Goff in in week two, or or luckily they deal with Trevor Lawrence in his first game as a sophomore in, in week one, they have been pushed around on defense constantly. This unit is going to struggle all season. Their their linebacking core is thin. Their secondary is, um, at times, unable to communicate in a way that helps them to avoid big plays. They give up three plays of 49 or more yards this week. 49 or more. Three plays. Their D-line's really good, guys. You know about John Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat. For the
1: ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early,
5: When he's healthy, he's not right now. Chase Young, that's four first round picks. But they had their top two, you know, second line uh, or I should say backup D tackles leave this offseason. Matt Ioannidis went to Carolina, Tim Settle went to Buffalo. To replace those two guys, they brought in one guy, so they got worse. And they drafted Fidarian Mathis out of Alabama in the second round. He's out for the year, was lost in week one. So they're already a D tackle. Legitimately, this is not an exaggeration. Signing guys off practice squads to get 15 or 20 snaps. They will have John Ridgway, who they signed a fifth round pick this year, off the Cowboys practice squad, playing a dozen or so or more snaps, I bet you, this week uh, against a team that wants to run the ball. So that's a real problem. And uh, and it's it's a bigger issue than I thought it would be, Jody Mack.
3: Grant, great stuff. Appreciate you coming on board. Sorry we couldn't hook up earlier. Uh, We're going to let you run because I got to let Johnny run too because he's got to get over to a Nick Sirianni press gathering. Appreciate a couple of minutes. Enjoy the game on Sunday. You're
5: getting from the beach to a press conference that quick? Yeah, that quick,
4: man. That quick.
5: No, sorry for my tardiness, and let's uh, let's talk after the game.
4: Thanks, Grant.
3: Grant Paulson from uh, 1067, the fan down in DC. All right, Johnny Max got to run. Uh, safe travels across the Ben Franklin, buddy. Uh, what game day responsibilities do you have here on Jacob uh, Media, Jacob Sports?
4: Uh, Pre game show, halftime show, post game show. So you'll get too much of me on Sunday from beautiful Landover, uh, Maryland. And by the way, before I go, Jody, Eagles 26. Uh the Washington, whatever you want to call them, 20. That's what I got. Charlie.
3: 26 20 So that's not a cover because they're six and a half point favorites.
4: 26-20.
3: You're taking this the commanders plus the points. I I we're we're very close uh, in our score. I might just edge it over the line to make it a cover rather than a non-cover, but you're gonna have to stick around. I'll give my pick out a little later. Johnny Mac, out of here. Barrett Brooks will join me next. And coming up in less than twenty minutes from now, uh, Devin Caney will also jump aboard from our Eagles post game show right here on uh, Jacob Media as well. Johnny Mac, coming back in just a couple. Stick around.
6: Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers.
3: McMahon here. You're looking a little incognito there. What, what's with the hat and the shades? We got to turn his microphone up here. That's. Uh,
2: I'm not hearing him. Is anybody else hearing? I wasn't on mute. Here he is. Hello, Barrett. Good morning. 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 No, it's, it's it's. Uh, these are the 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 computer blocker glasses, whatever you call it. I wear oh, these. I was, okay. I was getting headaches, man. You know, all this time I got on Jacob Media, looking at this computer, I was starting to get headaches. So. I start wearing these glasses, and, and and it works out pretty good. And the, today right. I just, you know, NFL alumni, that's all today. I was going to go Phillies. They got to keep rocking and rolling, man. They got to yeah. keep rocking
3: and rolling. That was a good win last night. You got to be able to I'm, beat I'm the Braves <laughs> if you're going to play the Braves or the
2: Plamps. Got to exactly. make a little bit of a statement. We, get, we, gotta, yeah, we, we got to at, at least, Um. You know, you know, even the series out, you know, two and two. We got to go two and two to stay above water, man. We got to. I thought you were going with the shades for
3: professional poker player reasons. I like, (laughs) I like to play poker. I don't play professionally, but I do like to play. And I think of myself as a good poker player. If I ever attempted to play in a significant poker I would not wear those stupid things. I don't. Judy, care. You I can't, suck. You can't read my slanty little eyes to begin with, so <laughs> you, you're not going to be picking up anything for me. I don't need to put any shades on to block my eyes so you can read what I actually have in my hand. But I thought maybe you were going that way. You didn't want to tip your emotions for this. I'm going to force you to tip them because on one of your NBC spots this week, I don't remember which one. I apologize. You were talking the talk, big guy. Absolutely. And it was it was more so that you didn't have much faith or encouragement on the opposition, that you have not been all that impressed by the commanders in their first couple games. You gave Carson his props for getting his yards, but you think their defense is porous and the Eagles going to be able to do things against their offense with their improved defense from week two, from week one. um, Am I reading you right? Even with the shades on, am I quoting you correctly? that you think this is a
2: little bit of a mismatch on paper between the Eagles and their commanders. In a sense, in a sense, you're right, you know, because it is a mismatch on paper. Uh, I think that um, they're going to be outgunned as far as their defense against our offense. And their offense is pretty good, but I think uh, their offensive line sucks. But my big thing that I, that I noticed from week one to week two with the Eagles, that I really believe that no matter who they play, they could have played the Rams, they could have played the Bills, Last week's game was totally about them believing in themselves and going out there and dictating tempo, dictating who they were and how they were going to approach this game from this point on. You could tell by the swagger that that, that Slay displayed when he was out there playing against the best receiver in the league or at least top three in the league. You could tell by the way Jalen Hurst went out there with a purpose to show everyone that he does have a gun, that he can throw the ball efficiently and effectively when they want to. The offensive line showed that all right, we are the number one offensive line. We didn't show it last week. We're one in that meeting room, and our, our, our office of line coach cussed us out. So we're gonna get back to bases, go back to doing what we do. So it's more so this Eagles team playing a bunch of nameless, faceless uniforms out there in helmets. And what they gotta do is more critical than what the team can do against them. That's that's my take on it. That's my take on it. Fair enough. I didn't want to misquote you, so I wanted to give you the chance (laughs) to put it into perspective
3: that you wanted to. You did just that. Thank you very much. All right. One of the reasons why I I like when you jump aboard here and uh, give us a helping hand on Birds 365 is the fact that you played in the league. I didn't. John didn't. You did. So there are certain things that you can uh, specifically relate to better than any of us ever could. I got to get your take on this. I poked the bear again this morning because the <laughs> that's what <had> you do. <laughs> not one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. nine guys yesterday with rest for practice. On a short week where you're not getting much practice in anyway, nine players were given the day off because they need their rest. I-, I get it. and it has worked in that the Eagles have been relatively healthy. Uh, D- Dillard, the only guy on the injured list, he's going to be out for a while, but the rest of the guys look like they are all going to be good to go on Sunday. And you have to give at least some, uh, credence to that being the fact that the Eagles don't overwork these players, but sloppy offensive line penalties last week, they can't return a kick to save their lives. How much do you look at that and go, well, maybe if they worked on it a little bit more, they'd be a little bit better at it. How do you, uh, Barrett Brooks,
2: as a former NFL player, look at the way the Eagles practice or don't practice? I'm going to tell you the truth. I I'm, I want to poke the bear also. I, I really want to see. Because I'm not, I'm not that old man, get off my lawn. But I am an old man that played. And the only way you get better yeah. by playing is by playing football. I understand. But this is week three. I can understand this was week 10, maybe week 9, week 11. You start getting those days. Um, I played with older player. I played with Richard Dent. Richard Dent played. He only practiced on 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 Thursdays uh, because he was a pass rush specialist, and that's when we did the the major part of our passing installations were on those days. So Richard Dent would only pra- practice on those days. Um, Fry guy, Irvin Fryer is the same way. He practiced on. He would practice on Thursday and Fridays because, like I said, that's when we did the majority of our installation of our passing game. You know, and 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 really wanted to open the offense up. I played with guys like that. Even when I was with the Steelers, I had a um our starting left tackle, Marvell Smith. Marvell Smith would only practice on days in which we didn't have pads on. If we had pads on, he couldn't play because he had a he had a, something wrong with his neck. If he if he hit his neck, he would instantly, instantly, you know, his arms would just shut down. You know, but he was so good that they, you know, they they kept, you know, they kept him. And he wouldn't, you know, just to keep from having that happen during practice, he'd be like that during the game. So he had some neck issues. He practiced only when we didn't have pads on. There's some people that you could do that to, but nine people? You said nine people? Nine. Nine on rest yesterday. And, and I bet they and believe like- it or not,
3: let me let me run them down for you real quick because uh, most of them you would expect, and this is part of what I'm questioning. Um, uh, certainly Lane. Yes, older. Or older. Yep. Um, Kelsey. Kelsey practiced full yesterday. He, he's a trooper. that's he's a trooper. the biggest surprise to me. Um, but uh, Lane Fletcher, I can understand a, that AJ Brown, a um, young guy. Yeah, I know, he's young. He, yeah. I don't know why as he's as far afraid. as I know. He's out, but he gets is that a reward practice? You don't have to practice because you've been so good for the first couple of games, and they continue to do sweat because he was a formerly injured guy, Dickerson. Because he's a former these guys, aren't even 25. And they, they need a practice? They need a rest day in the middle of a week? A middle of a short week from practice? Why? Yeah,
2: Dixon hadn't pissed a drop yet. And he's getting days like that? I don't understand it. But, you know, hey, I, I digress. Um, Yeah, you, you, you're right. Um, the, the Brown does have an injury history. But still, you I mean, you, you got to play ball. You got to get that cohesiveness with the guys you're practice, uh, playing with. You know, he's got to get the timing right. Yes, you know, your best friend is Hurts, but I, I just thought that he would practice more. Um I I just feel as though five years or more in the league, I guess you get a veteran day, you get a vet day. That's that was my analysis. Right. I never had a vet, vet day because I started my first six years of my career, but I backed up the second six. So if I from the second six on, if I didn't practice then why would they have me on the squad? You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be there. So I made sure that I was there, you know, up front and, and 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 you know, practicing every day just to stay on the squad. I guess when you're that good, you got things wrapped up, you can do things like that. That's just it just never entered my mind that you could even do that. That's not something that uh that I would preach to these younger guys to do either. But I mean, it's working right now. They're 2-0. Right. 2-0 is and 0 Very convincing win this last Monday night against a pretty good team. And and like it or not, you know, I was telling people that, I mean, they're just the Vikings. They're the Vikings. You know what I mean? They're the Vikings. You know, at, at the end of the day, it should beat that team like that. Yes, they have the, one of the best players in football at, at receiver, but it still doesn't change that they're still the Vikings, just like the Detroit Lions are still the Detroit Lions. They don't have enough horses in the race to beat a team with the Eagles if they come in focused. They come in ready to play. Our – on paper we look so good i know you have to play the game we look so good so i know that they're a good team because on paper it says they're a good team it's just them go about and accomplish it and playing the playing that way so more times than not yes i'm going to think they're going to win i'm going to think they're going to win convincingly because i think Nick Sirianni gets his teams ready to play i mean i like what, the way he does it but hey they believe in him they they go out there and they fight for him so I guess he's doing things the right way. I just wouldn't do it like that. That's not how I was trained up through. But, hey, you know, I, I can remember talking to Guy McIntyre when he first got in the league. He was only making $90,000 a year starting two Super Bowls and making $90,000 a year. So, I mean, I understand, you know, I've, I've, I've been around guys said, oh, man, look at you. You came in, you you made 1.3 over four years. You know what I'm saying? I was thinking I am high on the whole. I thought I was rich. As a second-round pick, 1.3 over four years. Second-round picks these days get, what, probably around $15, 20000000 million. Inflation is a bitch. Yeah, I'm the, you. <laughs> the salary
3: structure in the NFL has changed a little. Since yes, just a little back. bit, yeah, yeah. Um, and you said, uh, and we're giving Nick Sirianni the benefit of the doubt, he's one year and two games into his uh, coaching career Here in Philadelphia, I don't even know how much of this he is dictating. I think it could be an organizational dictate as much as it is a coaching dictate. I don't know. I don't know. But let me ask you this Sirianni question because he certainly spoke about it this week. During last season, they won a bunch of games. They're beating bad teams. They did clinch a playoff spot, which was telling and and exciting. But then we know what happened in the playoff game. This 2-0 start the way that they've played, the way that their power if power rankings mean anything, this is the best that the Eagles have been during Nick Sirianni's tenure here in Philadelphia. He was smart to say, we can't read the press clippings. We can't yes. let this yes. get to our heads. He put faith in all of his team leaders and his captains and his veterans and the like. Is there any chance that message doesn't get through? And the Eagles come in with a little bit too big a head this week against the,
2: the Commanders. I don't think so. I don't think so because I just think, you know, I, I, I spent a little time with the, with the team um, back this summer where I was in a, I was playing in a, in a celebrity um, softball tournament that uh, Devonte Smith had and just being around those guys, being around those younger guys. And I was the only elder statesman there. You know, I was the only former player there. All the other guys were either from other teams or they played with the Eagles. And just talking to those guys and listen to what they were saying, you know, um, this team understands they got they got some huge, huge, huge uh, responsibilities for this team. They understand that they're a good team. They, there's no doubt about it. They they feel that they're a good team. They see it that they're a good team, but they're all about that work, man. They're all about about getting it done and playing hard. They understand that you know they're good. But the only way they can be great is to practice accordingly like they, they, the competitive nature that these guys have is crazy. I mean crazy. even between um, even between guys in the same meeting rooms like Avante Maddox and Slay, they talk crazy to each other like you know like they're they, like they're you know compete they' they're literally competing against themselves in the same room. In the same meeting room. And not to say Slay is talking trash to AJ Brown because he feels though he's the best receiver. So he wants to go against the best. So all these guys understand how good they are, but they also understand the work that it's gonna take to be great. They do understand that and they do put in the work. Now you say what you want to say about, you know, when they're out there, it's a short time or they don't have a but they're very efficient on how they go out there and take care of their business. They're very efficient. Everything is running the drills. They don't, you know, spend a lot of time messing up. They they make sure they get it in. But is it enough for some people? Like you may say Davis. Davis needs – he needs a little more. He needs a little more as far as practicing, as far as being hard-nosed, um, mixing it up a little bit. He, he needs a little more of that. This isn't a team in which he's going to get that, but they, he needs a little more. He needs to be, you know, down and dirty in the, in the, in the trenches and, and practicing a lot more. You know, and just hope- because he needs to learn, he needs to learn to be more physical. He, his athletic talent and his physical um attributes that he has, he should be totally dominating people. He should be. He should be the next Warren Sapp. That's how good he can be. He can be if he applies it. And the one thing I told you about Sapp, Sapp worked his butt. You said you what he may have been a butthole. He may have been a guy that, you know, saying nobody cared for. But when it was time to work, when it was time to get in between those lines, you could not stop. There was nobody that could take him off the field. And I think Davis has to get that same mentality on how to approach the game. You know what I'm saying? You got to have, sometimes you got to have a little, you know, I know you're not supposed to say this on TV, but we're, you know, we're Media. You got to have a little prick in you. You know what I'm saying? And I think he's a nice guy. It's not until Jordan Mallotta got a little prick in him that he became the player he came, uh, became. You now know I- what I'm saying?
3: I think we can go with dog, D A W G.
2: There uh, you go. So all right, the
3: Coach likes that. Uh, I think that's darn close to uh, <laughs> what, what you called uh, the Eagles' defensive tackle should become. All right, one more quickie. Then we got to get a break. Then Devin Caney is going to join us. Jordan might lot off to a slow start. They're not saying that he's not blocking well. Might not be blocking well. It's not grading out the way he usually does on Pro Football Focus. If you give any credence to their grades, but some foolish penalties jumping early getting downfield before he has to uh, just chalk it up to two games don't sweat it the kid's gonna be an all pro or
2: is there some concern there barrett you know what those penalties i i can't i can't i can't berate the offensive line but i can't get on the offensive line about that because people you know let, let me break it down like this and i hope everybody hears this you know the stream those penalties that they have there are penalties that they can't help. When they go to the huddle and they call a play, if it's an RPO, run pass option, the only thing the offensive line hears is the run play. So if it's 15 slant, 15 slant is inside zone. They might go 15 slant, why stick nod? So that means the offensive line is going to block 15 slant. So if they got a rub to get up to that second backer, they're going to double team and get up to the second backer if the ball doesn't come out on time, because it's supposed to be a quick read, if the ball doesn't come out on time, you're going to have guys down the field. You can't tell them to come off the ball and block it like run, but hesitate a little bit because those guys in front of you, they're going to whip you, and you're not going to get any yardage because if they do hand the ball off, it'll be tackled five yards in the backfield. These guys are too good to be playing around. Either you call it a run play and run the run, or you call the a pass play and, and, and block the pass. But if you get in that 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 little hairy area of of all right, if the ball does not come out as soon as like it should be a read, block, read, and get the ball out. It should be no more than 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 a second and a half, two seconds before the ball should be coming out the quarterback's hands.
3: Right. Any other
2: time, they're get, they're gonna be down the field. They're gonna be down the field.
3: Not surprisingly. Barrett Brooks defending offensive linemen.
2: Uh, <laughs> I guess I have to tell the truth, man. <laughs>
3: they they can do no wrong uh, as far as Barrett is concerned. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick timeout here on Birds 365. We did get Grant Paulson up for a short segment because he was late. Uh, Devin Caney hasn't jumped into our green yet, room yet, but she's supposed to join us here. First time ever on Birds 365, but you know you can catch her on the Eagles post game show um, each and every single week from Oceans here. On uh, the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Hoping to get Devin. If not, I'll continue to listen to Barrett sing the praises and forgive everything <laughs> that the Eagles' offensive line has done wrong in the first couple of weeks. I am uh, I'm on my
2: brother's keeper.
3: Yeah, you are. Uh, Jody McDonald with Barrett Brooks here on Birds 365.
6: Go to get your game on, go for the beers.
8: Action News at Eleven with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at Eleven with Rick Williams.
9: Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently.
1: Go first! <laughs>
3: in here to birds 365 it's a football friday johnny mack was here for our number one but he had to run over to the Novacare complex nick seriani will be dispersing whatever information he feels he can without losing the competitive advantage he needs Against the Washington Commanders, coming. Yeah, you, you called
2: in. The, you called in the righty. You called in the righty. So here I am. You called the in the big righty coming out of the
3: pen, <laughs> looking like Alvarado <laughs> out there on the hill last night,
2: getting the job done for the Phillies.
3: Barrett Brooks getting the job done for us. All right. Um, this week against the Commanders, the Eagles come in as a six and a half point favorite. It's a divisional game. It's a quote unquote rivalry game. You were a bird for a good couple of years just as a guy getting ready for one of when you played 16, now 17 games, is it different when you're playing either used to be the skins when you played them? Now the commanders or the giants or the Cowboys is the prep is the feeling, uh, is there a difference getting ready for a
2: game against one of your divisional uh, foes? It it is. It is. Especially when, um, especially when you played back when I played, I mean, cause you know, even though the, you know, just like like the Giants, they weren't that good when we were playing them. But I tell you what, I always had a battle because I'm going against Michael Strahan. So I had to, you know, make sure my chin strap was strapped up every single play, time I played against the uh the Giants. Then when I went and played against Dallas, I had Charles Haley. So another time I had to, you know, strap my you know my helmet up and let's let's roll. You know, everybody else might have good days off, you know, but I not me, not me. I mean, and even against you know the Washington, Washington back back then, they had this guy named Ken Harvey. Ken Harvey was probably the third or fourth best player I played against during my tenure in the NFL. And I played against some great ones. I mean, everyone from Bruce Smith to to like I said, Charles Haley, Mister White, who was no doubt the best player I ever played against, uh, Leslie O'Neill, Chris Dolman, Pat Swilling. I played against some of the best pass rushers, Simeon Rice. I mean, that you could ever play against. I mean if any of those guys were playing right now, I, I guarantee they'd have 15, 20 sacks. You know what I mean? That's how good the players I played against were. And Ken Harvard was probably ranked number three. So when I talk about guys that can rush the passer and and you going in and, and you're playing a division foe, these were mixed, mix up, drag them out, running the ball, um, hitting in the mouth. You know, division games, you iced up after division games. You know what I'm saying? So it was definitely... uh you definitely had to come, you know what I'm saying, with your with your with your lunch pill and come to work every single time. Now, I don't think it's the, to the degree that we had it back in the day, but it's I think it's still a rivalry. This is still a rivalry game. They're gonna get their best from from the commanders, um, no question. And plus they're gonna have a chip on their shoulder with, you know, trying to play for Carson Wentz. You know, they're gonna give it all. But I like you know, like I said against Detroit, once they get past their first initial wave, they'll get back to into oh, okay. Yeah, we're we're not that good. I remember that. You know, let me get back. You know, I tried to do it for you Carson, but hey, we're not that good. And I and I think that's, you know, what if you put it on them early and you got to stomp on them early, they'll get back into being who they really are. You know what I'm saying? That I think they've lost the message in their head coach. Um I don't think that he he, you know, coach Rivera, he's a great coach. But I think they the loss in transition. Really? You, you think know. two weeks in that Rivera's yeah. already oh, lost the room? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, because I mean, look at the defense. The defense is supposed to be a strong point. The defensive line is supposed to be spearheading this entire team. And they fired their defensive line coach like two weeks uh before they um maybe even shorter than that into camp. They fire him. How do you do that? You fire your guy, Sam Milson, they fire him. Come on, man. You can't uh, do that.
3: You mentioned Carson Wentz. We had uh, uh, Grant Paulson on from 106.7 to score down in uh, D.C. In yeah, I'll be on, and their, one. I'll be on
1: asked, their show.
3: I'll be on their show today. Okay, cool. I asked him about, do you buy the fact that Carson was attempting to sell it's just another game? He's not on a bet. Stop it, Carson. How did you say that with a straight face? He didn't right. it for a millisecond. I don't know how many of us did. Probably very few. Opposite way to look at it. Eagle teammates, former Eagle teammates now playing for uh, against Carson Wentz understood that the quarterback is a different position than any other position. And even Jalen Hurts was only here one year. He replaced Carson when he probably didn't think he was going to. Be replacing Carson, he kind of got thrown into the deep end of the pool, and he made the most of it. The season was already talk about having lost the room. Yeah, Doug had lost the room that year, and the Eagles were going nowhere fast, so they didn't uh, really do much with uh, uh, Mister Hertz at quarterback in his rookie
2: season. But how do you think they handled it coming into this week? Well, I'm Extra tell you this- motivation for them. Well, I know one one individual will definitely have a lot of motivation. That'll be Jalen Hurts, even though he downplayed it. Also. Um, you talk about a guy that I I don't think, you know, he, he said the right things, you know, I respect Carson and all that stuff, but um, at the end of the day, you look at Carson and the relationship those two had, you saw the second round pick coming here. Carson was already shell shocked from having Nick Foles win the Super Bowl. And every time he goes into work to his stadium, he's the guy that just got the contract. You see a picture of your head coach and Nick Foles sitting there instead of you, you had won what? You had won – I mean, they won 13 games going into the playoffs, and he was a major contributor on how you do it. He oh, yeah. was having an MVP season, gets hurt, they win the Super Bowl, and everybody forgets about poor little old me Carson Wentz. So he definitely has a chip on his shoulder. But then you look at – you come in, and the year before they let him go, they draft this rookie in the second round. He comes in. He's magical in his, in his on, on how he goes in and gains the respect of the entire team. You see people starting to weigh towards his his – charisma you know and, and Jalen Hurts they see that and here you go. he's like all right here we go again then they're trying to force feed him um these run RPOs and and um you know his option plays for 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 Jalen Hurts and he's pissed off about that and then Carson plan to play hero bowl to show everybody look this is my team it doesn't work we went four four games and tied a game it was just a bad it was just a bad mix then you know, you got the head coach. He's not getting along with the head coach. He's calling plays, and he he's changing the head coach's plays. And it was just a bad situation. Then, you know, you got a guy that's unaccountable, and, and Carson, you know, he he knows best. He knows everything. And, you know, I was always told, if you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. You know, if you know so much, then you should be the coach. And he never took accountability for that. And then you have hurt sitting there, and he's seeing all this stuff going on around him. He's, he's going he's, – He's got his game plan, yeah, and he goes into the last. Season. They get you know, they bench Carson, in the last four games he starts, so he plays three and a half games. Kind of shows this um, this team that yeah he's ready to play, and then they bench him halfway through the game so they can tank a game to get a better draft. It's just a whole bunch of stuff that you know that that was on those two on those, on the two guys back, and it's all gonna come to a head this game. This game, Carson. And he wasn't the best leader in the locker room. I don't even think, he, you know, some guys even respected him. And I think this is a, you know, this is going to be a, a get-back game for the times that he didn't say what's up to a guy in the shower that, he, that they felt as though he should have said what's up to, especially on the defensive side of the ball.
3: I am I think it's interesting that you said Hertz is the guy that uh, you think is motivated the most coming in. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, oh, by the way, the quarterbacks are never on the field at the same time. You, you know – I have to explain this to a former NFL player. <laughs> um, now, let me ask you about a defensive guy, Fletcher Cox. For the most part, when Carson was here, took his took his back that he always, whenever I asked,
2: said, Carson, They got the same conger- likes. Excuse me, they have the same likes. They're, they yeah. they like the same interests. They're hunters. Oh, they're really? You think that you you think they bonded over hunting? Yes, they bonded over guns, hunting. Yeah, that's okay. They're outdoorsmen. Fletcher's the biggest country boy on the team. You guys thought it was Carson. No, it's Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox has like a hundred acres down there. And he has a pond on. They go hunting and fishing and everything else. He invited me down there one time. I, I gotta get, he said he got 10-pound bass in the lake. I gotta go down and get that. I gotta go down. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, I gotta go down to fish in that lake. A 10-pound bass? He says he catches those on a regular. I gotta get down to uh to to, you know his his spot, man. He's got a little compound down there, you know. So I heard it's really nice.
3: So when when we used to hear stories of uh Carson inviting his offensive linemen out to the woods with him for whatever outdoor games they play, right you think <laughs> Fletcher was on those too? Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Oh. He and Fletcher got along because the, you know, and and I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that that um. That Carson was a bad dude. Carson was a great dude if you were like-minded with him. If you weren't like-minded on the same trail that he was on, it's not that he just he shunned you or anything, but he just didn't have much to say to you. Didn't you know relate. what I'm saying? He's yeah, he couldn't relate. I mean, he he's he's a he's a faith-based guy, and there's nothing wrong with that. Everything's right about that, but you gotta understand also, you know, it's it's not, you know, if you if you're a Christian, it's not, you know as a christian you should want to be around the the you know the bad people or or the people that are that are heathens you know cuz because you want to win them over and i don't think that he tried to do that because he didn't know how to do that really in the locker room so it kind of seemed like he ignored others on the team because they were young or you know and and, and going out and things of that nature they may be not doing what he would do so he didn't have time for them because of that so you know what i'm saying are-
3: I wouldn't have got along with Carson if I were a player because <laughs> in my 20s, I would probably fall into the A-da-da. heathen, yes. the heathen category. Exactly. So, uh, exactly. When, when so I had he had no time for own, that. My own separate route. <laughs> All right, a couple things for you, uh, Double B. And again, it's one of those days. Uh, we got uh, Garrett uh, Grant Paulson up for just a couple of minutes. He was late during, joining the show. Uh, maybe she's afraid. I don't, Who
2: do you think Devin Kaney's afraid of? You or me? She, uh, do you know her at all? I've never met I, her. I've never I've met her. I've been in her presence one time. I did a show with her. She's a very, very, very nice person. Very nice, okay. very, very, very knowledgeable. And she um, does a good job on here. She does a great
3: job here absolutely. on our post-game show. And I caught her on WIP. Uh, she's very good. you got to so-
2: be good to work. Can you imagine working with that cast on their post-game? Can you – I mean, can you – d-gun number one we battle every day as it is we <laughs> battle every day. but then you have seth my former post game um host with me at nbc you got those two together then mike missinelli you know one of the big villains slash great guys that were in radio for the past couple years i mean it's, that's and then she's there to just take it all in and still is able to shoot in and give her points also you know you got to be a strong nature a strong um minded person you got a strong nature to be in with the, that's a lot of that's a lot of egos in one place some and huge egos <laughs> and, and she does but oh
3: it's not too hard to be a baby face when you're right. talking about those three other guys so
5: uh
3: there, there are ways that she can get her right uh point across and and come off uh, looking good which she always does and she has so far but uh just not today you're with us um so let me let me ask you this two things about deals and again for the Eagle fans out there who want us only to point to the positives and the upsides and the fact that they are for two weeks one of the best teams in the National Football League, if you point out some of the potential pitfalls, you'll only be better prepared for them down the road. Did I sell that well enough? I tried. <laughs> there you um, go. <laughs> I, a couple of games in, the opposition's tight ends have been okay. Hawkinson got a bunch of catches week one. No big plays, kept them in front, but he got four catches this past week. Irv Smith had a couple of catches. Oh, by the way, had one big drop that if he had caught that one at that stage of the game, it actually could have been a different type of game. Now, I gave Chauncey Gardner-Johnson credit for that. He was late getting there. He didn't touch the ball, but I thought him getting his hand up Kind of got Nerve Smith's face, yep. and I think that helped create the drop. So I give Gardner credit for that, but you shouldn't even have to do that, Chauncey. You you should be there. You're supposed to get your hand on that ball, not be there late and have him behind you. And he could have just walked into the end zone. Um, They've had some issues with the tight end. Will that be a question this week, Logan Thomas? The uh, commanders tight ends, a very good pass catching tight yes. end. I think he's one of the better tight ends, in yeah, the yeah, top six, top seven, top eight in the right. league. Yep. Is that a concern? Who do you think is going to do the coverage on their tight end? This well, weekend? it's
2: going to be you know, CJ Johnson, um, uh, CJ uh, Garner Johnson. He's he's a guy that he, baptism by fire, you know, they bring him in to play safety. He's been a slot corner for the majority of his career. He's played safety before, but it's not been in his system. Um, that's kind of why I was like, well, you know, if you bring this guy in, why don't you just put him back at slot? Because I think he's a more aggressive slot, um, than, than um, Avante Maddox, not to say he's better, but he's more aggressive. Um, and saying that you could put Avante Maddox in safety. He knows the system. He understands how to play the game. And all he had to do is really say, all right, I know where my help is supposed to be. I'm going to be the help that I, that I needed when I was playing the slot. You know, I think it would, I thought it would have been a, um, a, an easier transition. You know, man, but they want they want Chauncey um, – well, CJ at, a, at, at the safety position. So, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. And he will be a pretty good safety, a pretty reliable safety once he learns his fit in the defense. He doesn't necessarily know his fits yet. He doesn't know his run fits yet. He doesn't know where he's supposed to fit at as far as tackling, making plays, who's the widest guy. All that stuff is learned. He's going to learn as he goes along. And he's getting better. He played a hell of a lot better than he played against Detroit against Minnesota. He did a lot better. And I say he's going to do the same thing this next game. He's going to fit into progression. At safety, you got to be the last line of defense, the, the deepest guy on the field. And when you're an aggressive type of player like he is, you might get caught sometimes peeking. So he'll learn, you know, the little idiosyncrasies that comes with playing safety. He'll be fine. I just understand this. you got to be willing to take bumps and bruises and ask for a guy to come out and and, and play in a position he hasn't played in a long he hasn't played. His entire career to be great at that position. You're going to take some bumps and bruises, and I, and I think that he's a good enough athlete that he can um, he can replace. You know, if he does get if he does get out of position, he'll get back and you know get where he's supposed to go, and hopefully it doesn't hurt him. But I like him going out and covering Logan Thomas. You put a man to man against him. I got my money with Garner Johnson all okay, good. day. Good, glad long.
3: glad to hear that, and all day long.
2: Well, where well,
3: I'll agree with you. And I think Eagle fans should take uh, heart in this. Oh, he's going to get better every single week. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of those guys that it's never going to be a question of effort or confidence. No, nope, exactly, exactly. It just needs to be a repetition. Now, yep, I'm back again to uh, Eagles practice less than uh, my fourth grade uh, basketball team did, <laughs> um, but uh, they're going to play 17 games, and with each and every single game, I expect. Johnson to get better and I think it will only be better and and this will be a nice little test for him this week cuz Logan Thomas is one of the better tight ends. All right, here's my other slight concern. Well, actually in addition to the fact that they can't return a kick at all, uh and John and I did enough of that and now we're number one. I won't drag you into oh, that. I need I know I want to get dragged into that. That's oh, a major that's right, a burden. then for how me. how much have they underestimated the importance of this? They're 2-0. and They're a top-five-ranked power team. They laugh when guys like you and I go, uh, yeah, you know your kicking game, return game stinks. They go, do you see the standings? Do you see the power? rank? We're one of the best teams. Shut up with the ability to run No, back we're game. not. We're not. not. Right. We're, we're ahead, not flipping
2: Barry. the field. We're not flipping the field. It used to be that our special team was a major, major weapon. You know, remember we had, you know, Donnie Longball, you know, it's not just a return game, it's special teams, period. I mean, Jake Elliott is a great he's a he's a pro bowler. We're not worried about Jake Elliott. He's fine. If, although we had a a um field goal block this last game. You can't you can't continue. Well, not do Jake. That. That's not Jake's exactly, fault. exactly. So you can't, you know, but that's that's something that we gotta work with. Our special teams are just stinking out loud right now. It's just so happened. The two teams we played against, were are just better than they are, better athletes than they are. Super. I mean, super. the the punter, his game-saving tackle, because it could have been a lot worse. It could have been a lot closer. With that, that gives him a little – I mean, what if he returned it? If they return that, it puts the game, you know, in the fourth quarter a lot closer, and, and, you know, they might be playing a lot better as opposed to what they played in um, the fourth quarter when they, you know, down wherever, wherever they were. That was crucial. That was a crucial point in the game when that happened. I mean, I could have flipped the tide very easily. That was a game-saving tackle, and then they end up, you know, with a with a turnover. You know that drive, but still, though, you know, you can't you can't do that. You know, and and I remember Coach Phipps. Coach Phipps, you know, the last special team coach that was here, who's now in Detroit now. He actually was a weapon for the team. The special teams was a weapon. We would flip the field all the time and and put their their offense. Backed up all the time. We haven't been doing that lately. That's something that we even we're not even paying attention to. But that's crucial. That is crucial. And our return game is null and void. We're not we're not giving our offense a chance. You know, we're we're fielding balls at the five yard line, seven yard line. That means we got to drive it. You know, ninety yards down the field, eighty yards down the field, every single time we get it. So I mean, it could be a decided advantage if we had somebody to return, even on kickoffs. Kickoffs, I don't even – I mean, I, I hope the ball bounces into the end zone every single time. I don't know what we got going on. Quez Watkins is just not that dude returning kicks. He's just not that guy. I don't see the explosiveness. I don't see the quick twitch. You need to be, you need to be a joystick type of player when you're back. He's not that guy. He's a straight-line runner, and he hasn't had an opportunity to run in straight lines yet, so we can't see what he can do from the kickoff position.
3: There's no Darren Spoles here on this roster as of right now. We agree No, that. exactly. All right,
2: here's the other one I want to get uh,
3: before we get our final time out in, Barrett. Right. Quickie quiz for you, Mr. Brooks. All right. How many points, and I know it's a small sample size. It's only two games, but it is what it is. How many points have the Philadelphia Eagles scored in the fourth quarter so far this year? None. Zero. Uh, now they didn't really need to score points this past game against the Vikings but it would have been nice yes you had their, you had your foot on their throat they tried to wriggle off and the defense says no 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 the defense kept their foot on the throat the offense not so much against Detroit you let them back into a game that you're up by 17 points going to the fourth and all of a sudden you look up uh oh they're only up three what the hell They have not had a fourth quarter closeout yet. Is that going to be necessary
2: this week? I don't think it'll necessarily be necessary this week. I think that Coach Steichen, I mean, it's not not as though he took his foot off the gas, but his play selection became more of a um, deterrent to keeping the other opposing offense off the field. I mean, sometimes you just got to say, you know what? It's not always good to score all the time. Maybe we need to hold the ball a little longer. Keep the opposing offense off the field. So we're gonna call plays that are more so not shot plays, but plays that are that are that are consistently good and we run them well and we can keep our offense on time on the field. And you know, that's a desired advantage. We'll take over the clock as opposed to taking over the scoreboard. So I mean that's I think that's a major part on how they've they call plays in the in the second half of, of last week's game. You started running the ball a little more, you saw uh miles sanders started running a little more you, you saw um you know i mean they just started really just ground and pounding and, and making sure that they kept their offense out there so i think that's the only problem i mean it's not even a problem i think that's just what he's tried to do they knew they had the game wrapped up um they knew they um they knew the opposing office wasn't gonna score over 17 points 17 points is is the is the it's like what they call the high water mark for. For uh, NFL teams, as far as great defense, if you can keep a team under seventeen points as a defense, you've won the game, and that's what most defensive uh, mindsets are. Don't course score seventeen points. Offense scores over seventeen points, you usually win the game. The statistics are crazy. How um, how uh, you know how glaring that is? Hold the team under seventeen points, and you'll win the game. So they they were there. They kept them at that high water mark. Uh, below that high-water mark, and they were good. So, I mean, I I think that was more so Steichen just understanding he needed to make sure they stayed on the field longer and keep that offense off the field.
3: All right, then we'll come back and find out if Barrett thinks the commanders are going to score 17 points, score more or less. I'll give you my (laughs) final score as well. We'll come back, put a bow on the show here on Birds 365.
8: Action News at Eleven with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at Eleven with Rick Williams.
9: Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently.
1: Go first! <laughs>
3: here filling in for johnny mac uh, you'll get johnny mac pre-game post-game halftime uh drop in out of the sky and just never turn off the jacob media youtube channel and chances are you are gonna see johnny mac um but <laughs> i appreciate uh, barrett filling in for john for the second hour here today all right we're running out of time so we need to get on the record so far this year i am two and oh and picking eagle victories i thought they'd win both games they did I thought they'd cover both games. They only covered one. They didn't cover against the Lions week one. The Eagles are a a six-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against a commander's team. Barrett Brooks, how do you see this game shaking out? Give me a score.
2: Uh, I'm going 31-17. Birds win.
3: Seventeen. All right. So you yep. think it's going to be easy? Yeah, they win by two touchdowns. Uh, that that I would consider that an easy game. It comes down to who tacks on the last couple of points. But if you've got them winning by two touchdowns, that's pretty easy. All right. Um, we're in the we're in the same neighborhood. I did it strictly by the math this week. You take the amount of points that the Eagles have scored, divide by the divide by two, that's how much they average per game, how much they give up per game, divide by two, the what Washington has scored, divide by two, what their number is per game, what they usually give up. The final score as per the numbers, and I do this uh, every week with games that I specifically have uh, a liking for. Uh-huh. and then I add my own evaluation into it. The number said this week, 31-24 Eagles. (laughs) The Eagles have scored and what the the Washington football team has given up and what the Washington football team has scored and what the Eagles defense has given up says 31-24 Eagles. And you want to know something? It's so perfect, I'm not going to adjust it. Usually I get a number and then I move it because it almost always comes out at like... 22 or 25 right right you right never right. end up on 22 or 25 points <laughs> for an nfl score so you got to move it around a little bit i don't even have to move it final score <laughs> eagles 31 commanders 24 eagles win by a touchdown which it's six and a half means a minute cover by the eagles right i definitely like the over i think there's going to be 50 uh some odd points scored and i think the over under is 45 yeah so i like the over better than the actual point spread in this game
2: well, you know what, I mean, that's to me, that's exactly what it is. I I, I just really think that when you look at what this Eagles team, they're going to take care of business just because they're supposed to take care of business. It's like they're going to work. Yes, it's a rivalry game, but I think they're seeing they're seeing themselves as more than just playing a rivalry team. I think they're just going in and, and it's like bringing their, their briefcase to work. They're just going to go out there, win the game, and it's going to be business as usual. We'll go in on Monday Start it all over again and 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 prepare for the next opponent. This is gonna be a business. This is gonna be a business type of atmosphere for this Eagles team going into this game. Birds taking
3: care of business. I like yes, it. Exactly, all right. exactly you had a couple hours before sports take. What are you gonna do with
2: your bad self? Oh, you know, the wife, um, she just had her knee replaced yesterday. Yeah, so yeah, she just got back from uh from therapy, man. They, I mean, as soon as she got out therapy, they had her moving her leg, walking with it. Now she's just getting back from therapy. Just now. So I gotta go down. I gotta I guess I cook her some breakfast so she can take her there medicine. You, go. You, you And then uh yeah, what are you I, making? I,
3: uh what what is Chef Barrett best at?
2: Well, you know, she she's gonna be you know sitting down, so she doesn't want to get anything fatty. So I'll just probably make her some eggs and bacon. Okay, just protein, egg, just protein.
3: Egg, eggs and bacon from yep. Chef Barrett. Well, we appreciate
2: <laughs> your cooking it up with us here
3: today. Uh, we'll certainly be catching a little bit later with Rob and D gunn on sports take. Uh, BB, always a pleasure, bud. We'll Thanks a lot, again. bro.
2: Appreciate you, you know. Sometimes appreciate, you got calling the righty, man. I like coming up, bro.
3: <laughs> appreciate the shades.
2: That is the, uh,
3: Barrett Brooks. All right, that'll do it for us here on Birds 365. Our boy Rick Saratella coming up next. John and I both have the Eagles winning. He has them, um, what do you say? 26. 2620. 26, 20. I say yep. 31, 24. Barrett says 31, 17. So we're three for three. Yep, yep. Good luck to the Eagles on uh, Sunday. We'll be back here Monday on Birds 365 in two and two days, that is.
0: You've been listening to Birds 365.